Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back to another episode of Conversation Coliseum, the Coliseum in which many and multiple conversations transpire. Um, today is just going to be me and a special guest of mine. Um, been a long time coming since the podcast has started. Um, took a little break, needed some time to just, you know, vibe out, tune in with um, just me, myself, and I. And now, for the most part, we're back on track. It's not that bad outside. Um, recording this most likely on a Sunday right before the publishing. It's actually not that bad. The weather's been pretty bipolar. So I'm going to go outside and enjoy it just like everybody else should. And without further ado, I'm going to introduce to you one of my good friends, today's special guest, Victoria. Um, you can pretty much put yourself out there, introduce yourself, and tell us you know, what you're about and everything that's been going on with you. Hi, thanks for having me. This is so exciting. Um, but yeah, my name is Victoria. Feel free to call me Vicky or V. Anything but Veronica, because people just love to get my name wrong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, pretty much 26-year-old, born and raised in Bushwick in Brooklyn, New York. Um, currently a third-year doctorate student, kind of just trying to do my best. And I am also a, I guess you can say I'm a blogger. I don't really like to say that, um, but I have my own blog and it's called The Variety. And like I said before, I'm so excited to be here, Joseph. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, no problem at all. Thanks for coming on. Tell us more about The Variety. I know it's something um, that you've been working on for some time. And I know it's something that you like, you put your heart and pour everything that you got into, especially, you know, being adults now and balancing life. Um, I know you put a lot of time and effort into it. So tell us about the variety. So before the variety came out, before I actually had the thought of creating a blog, um, I used to do contributing pieces for my friend Shayla's blog platform, she has a YouTube channel and all this stuff. Uh, it's called Vitamins for Breakfast. And I would do contributing posts for her about once a year. And I've been told multiple times, you know, you should make a blog, you should write, you should write. And to be insanely honest, I was very lazy. And I was like, oh, but that's a whole website and I have to make it and I have to type things and I have to think about topics. But then one day I was at work in my previous job and I was like, I'm going to start typing. And I pulled up Google Docs on my computer. I started typing my very first post. And I was like, okay, well, where is this going to go? I got to make a website now. And I was thinking of a few names to call my blog. But I was like, I want something simple, but something catchy. I don't want anything that's cringy because then no one's going to go on it. Um, but I was like, well, what's my blog going to be about? Well, it's going to be about a variety of topics. And I was like, wait, well... V-A-R in the beginning of the variety. Those are my initials to my name. Let's name it the variety. And pretty much my blog is about anything that comes to mind. I feel like growing up, a lot of my views on certain topics are not like everybody else's, but I was always too afraid to actually express myself. So I figure, why not I use this platform, this blog I have to say what's on my mind. And some things on my mind may not be 
exactly how everyone else feels, but I'm here for open discussion. So I think the variety, I would say, it's just a platform that allows me to express myself. It allows for people to relate in some sort of way to me. And yeah, it just gives me a place to have some form of self-expression. It's definitely, um, you know, a unique space that you have that you've created not only for you, but for everybody else to go on and read. So um, I'm de- I definitely have the URL up. I'm going to throw it out there. It's called thevariety.net. Definitely check it out whenever you guys have some free time. Um, one of the most interesting articles to me, I know I haven't told you this personally, uh-huh. but it, one of the most interesting topics that you've written about so far is accessibility versus availability. Yes. I like that. Oh, my God. <laughs> I like that. Because here's the thing, right? And this kind of introduces like one of the first topics um, that like we were talking about earlier. We could definitely talk about this. The difference between accessibility and availability. Not a lot of people see a difference between accessibility versus availability, but there's huge difference. Do you agree? Absolutely, 100%. Well, what do you, what do you see um, your definition of accessibility versus availability? Well, accessibility comes with the form of technology that we have. Everybody has a cell phone. Everybody has a smartphone. You can easily text anyone. You can easily call anyone. You have your ex- they're accessible to you just because you have an easy route to reach out to them. Not like back in the day where it was just pen pals and you mail a letter and, and God, well, hopefully they respond to you at some time. <laughs> we have the ability to do that. But just because you reach out to somebody through phone, through a phone call or text or a DM, it doesn't mean that they're available to speak. It doesn't mean that it doesn't mean that they don't want to talk to you. It just means, well, they can't right now. They're not in the mental or social space to talk um, to you. And I think that I, and I wrote, the reason why I wrote the blog was because I had this issue with people, especially in the dating realm where I was like, why is it that this person's not reaching out to me? Why are they not texting me back? And oh my God, don't they like me? But me not realizing that that person's probably just busy at work. And they're not available. Yeah, they saw your text probably, you know, the phone is charged 100%, but it doesn't mean that they're able to talk to you at the moment. So that's what the difference is. Accessibility means that this person has allowed you to communicate with them, but availability is more about them being able to communicate at that moment. Yeah, I definitely agree because I feel like you can be available, but not accessible. It's like, you can have the time to talk, but you don't necessarily have to, or mm-hmm. you don't necessarily want to. You know, we like, I feel like nowadays, especially after last year, right. um, I feel like we're just all still in like recovery mode um, mm-hmm. in the sense of being available but not accessible. Mm-hmm. Um, and now we're just trying to discover how to become accessible while being available because think about it last year we had a whole bunch of time on our hands right (laughs) it's like a lot of us were working from home or just going to work and back like work home work home you know and we had all this time that we didn't know what to do and we were um 
accessible via phone, Skype, whatever, but we weren't available due to obvious reasons. But now that we're available, we don't necessarily want to be accessible because it's just like, I don't know about you, but like a lot of people that I know, like kind of like had their eyes opened by last year and just realized, hey, yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe I just need to focus on me or maybe, maybe I just need to focus on my career or, you know, certain goals. And, you know, now that outside is open for now, right? (laughs) um, (laughs) I'm definitely not, not, not jinxing that by any means. but now that you know outside's open things are opening back up a lot of us are just like eh, like i can't i kind of got used to being by myself <laughs> um i kind of got used to just going you know from work to home work to home work to home some of us is i don't even call it a flunk i just call it you know changing lifestyles and you know some people just have to respect the fact that you know sometimes you may not be accessible but you'll be available um, I remember when I was in the dating world long, long, long time ago. <laughs> long time ago. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I used to stress that as well. Like I used to get mad when people didn't respond back to my texts in like a couple hours and I'm just like, oh, okay. And then, you know, I just kept it pushing and then, you know, conflicts ar- arose. And then even more conflicts arose from that. And then eventually, you know, you just start, you just start from the square one all over again. And, you know, the process got tiring, but, you know, as I got older, we started to realize I'm like, you know what, whatever, (laughs) like if you're available for me, okay. If you're accessible, okay. But otherwise I'm just going to keep going on my own time. You know, and something that the dating world definitely taught me um is just to be patient um be patient not just with others but with yourself Mm -hmm. um in the sense of like expectations realizations um your own procrastinations and other things you know sometimes procrastination is good in the sense of you got to give yourself a break yeah definitely you know like right now like i'm working like non-stop and it's just like you know, sometimes like a day like today, just give myself a break, sit down, record for the pod, go for a drive you without having a end goal. Um, but yeah, I've realized I've become that friend that responds back to text days later. I've become the friend that <laughs> mutes all of my chats <laughs> and it's so bad. And there's times that I feel that I feel bad about it. But I make it clear to my friends and family and whoever, like, hey, listen, it's not that it's not that I don't want to talk to you. It's just I got my own stuff going on right now. And the thing is, when you take that break and you allow yourself to take that break and you don't feel the pressure of like, oh, my God, I got to reach out to this person because God forbid they're mad at me or whatever. The conversation you have with them when you are socially available, it's more genuine because you actually want to talk to them. I feel like people just expect others to to always be available to talk to them. But in reality, all they're doing is just forcing conversations down people's throats, which makes absolutely no sense because that's not what family relationships or love relationships or friendships or anything of that nature, that's not what that's about. It's about genuine connection with all parties. And I don't know, something I realized when it comes to 
friends, family, dating. I don't owe anyone anything and they don't owe me anything. You know, all I expect from them is respect because I give that to them. But I can't expect someone to always be there when just because I need them there. That's not that's not how relationships work. That's not how people work. People are there when they can be there. And it's something that we have to respect because no matter what, we all want that too. But we can't expect people to always be there when we know that we as individuals can't always be there for people. It's just pure hypocrisy at this point. So I don't know. I've, but I've been that person in the past that's like, well, they haven't responded to me, but they're on Instagram or they're on Twitter and they're liking posts and they're posting things. But in reality, it's like, well, they don't owe you anything. They'll talk to you when they genuinely can. And I think that's a big conflict I had with myself back in the day. And I had to own up to it. And I had to be like, well, Vic, you can't do this because that's not going to, that's not going to better your relationships with anyone. So what's the point? Focus on yourself, do what you got to do and stay true to you. And the people who love you and respect you are going to respect that. And that's pretty much it. That's how it works. You know, we're just because we have a smartphone doesn't mean that we're always available to talk to people. It just means, well, we like iPhones. We like Samsung. We like to be on our phones. We just like to have a screen to look at all day long, but it doesn't mean that we can talk to people all day long. You could be on your phone for hours upon hours upon hours and then realize you don't get anything done. Oh, yeah. And then it's just like, well, fuck me. <laughs> you like look around and you're just like, oh, shit. I got I to gotta, I gotta type this paper. I got to set oh. this up. I got to do that. I'm like, oh, fuck. That's, that's me now. I, I woke up today with 14 text messages that I didn't answer from people yesterday. I have to type a paper. But yesterday, I don't know. I didn't want to do it. I was like, nope fuck the phone. I'm going to chill in my bed all day and eat cookie dough bites. And those shits are so good. They're so good. I did, um, I did like a shipped order on Target and I saw it. I was like, Oh, I gotta cut these. I haven't had these in so long, but I was like, I don't want to. And I felt so bad because all my chats were muted and I just see people like texting and they're probably like, wow, where's Victoria? (laughs) And I do it to my own parents too. And Thank God they get it because it's just, I, I can't, I don't know. Like I don't see a purpose in forcing conversations anymore, but I felt like I had to post that blog because I know people who are like that. And I don't know. I just felt like this topic has to be addressed because people don't talk about it. People are in denial about it. And I don't know. It was just time to call people out on it. Like, it's okay if people don't answer you, like you can go ahead and live your life now. Like it's, you're going to be just fine in the end. I was like that to like a really heavy extent at one point, especially like when I was dating and stuff. It was just like, you know, I got mad. People were replying and then I just said, fuck it. And then I stopped replying. And then I kind of realized for me, you know, it works out differently for everybody. But for me, um, it didn't work. You know, I lost. I'm not even going to lie. I lost, I lost pretty good friends, um, relationships and stuff like that um nothing you know that can better like what i have now like the place that i'm i have now like i'm happy like with where i'm at now like in every aspect but you know everything's a lesson learned that's how i see it um you know sometimes you're just taking that step back um it's what you need 
you know, sometimes taking that step back saying, all right, like, I'm not going to do this today. Not going to, you know, not going to, not going to talk to this person today. Not because I don't want to. It's just, I don't want to talk to anybody today. And that's, and that's totally fine, you know, but just not to isolate yourself is better, if that makes sense. And, you know, sometimes it could affect um, friendships, families, relationships and stuff. And, you know, kind of the segue to the second topic, um, friendships um, and the dynamics of it have definitely changed um, due to social media, due to obviously COVID, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, and I don't know. I feel, I personally feel like last year kind of just fucked everything up in the sense of like friendships and like friendship interpretations and um, interpretations of feelings of not just yourself, but like within friendships. Um, what's like, how do you feel about that? Like, do you feel like within like probably like maybe like the past two or three years, like friendship dynamics and um, aspects and kind of just like the gist of what like a friendship was now has changed? Oh, 100%. But I think even with the pandemic, I don't know if I would say that the the pandemic like fucked everything up. I think if anything, it gave the awakening that I needed in regards to friendships. I don't know. I feel like before the pandemic, yeah, I was friends with certain people, but the pandemic showed me that certain people in my life weren't really supposed to be there and they weren't really my actual friends. Um, you kind of, I don't know. I think with the pandemic, what happened was nobody was mentally stable during this pandemic. I think that's safe to say. Mm-hmm. But I think because of that, because people couldn't be in their natural habitat, it's almost as if you saw people for their true colors and you found out how people actually about you because before the pandemic people were just able to distract their actual authentic selves with going out and partying and going to the movies and going on dates and things like that but with the pandemic everything stopped and people just had to kind of find another way to distract themselves and the reality is they couldn't so you kind of saw people actually be themselves and what I found out when people were actually themselves is certain people weren't meant to be my friends. But even though before the pandemic, I think I, you know, I had my friends, but I think the, the values of friendship definitely shifted. I think before, you know, friendships were based on like, well, if you came to my birthday party, then that's what our friendship is about. Oh, how nice do you look? Oh, look at us smoking hookah at the lounge. But now, you know, I base friendship off people who, well, one, actually know who I am, people who actually respect who I am, people who motivate me to want to better myself, people who actually listen to me which is a big one because I feel like back in the day I was always a listener and people would just babble on about their own lives and didn't really give a shit about what was going on in mine. And if they heard about what was going on in mine, they would just judge or bring the conversation back to themselves. But I don't know. I think 
now with the people I've lost as friends, it's not, it was never really a bad thing. Was I heard about it? Sure. But now I kind of base friendship off like, well, who's actually there? And who's actually there through the thick and thin of it all? Because some people, some people were just there to kind of like live vicariously through me. I had friends who they kind of just were around for like a hook, not even for like a hookup, like a uh, maybe like a personal game. But now, I don't know. I think with the pandemic, there was definitely a rude awakening, but it was a good awakening. Yeah, I can I can definitely agree with you there. Um, in the aspect of like, you know, friendship dynamics have definitely changed. And I feel that last year definitely kind of shed some light um, for most people in the sense of saying, yeah, like who's really there? Like who's really like checking up on you without you having to check up on them first? Mm-hmm. And it definitely highlighted the importance of putting yourself first and you know just putting your feelings first putting like how you feel first like yeah you could still care for somebody without putting their feelings first if that makes sense like you could still be there for that person you could still put their emotions and feelings as a priority but you still come first so um you know it's it's kind of difficult um I feel that as adults, and this is this is definitely not even a debatable topic, mm-hmm. in my opinion anyways, mm-hmm. but as adults, I feel like it's a lot harder to make friends because, okay. because we know what's up, right. you know? It's like, all right, for example, take 10 years off of our age, right? Okay. 14, 15, 16, 17, right? Mm-hmm. It's a lot easier to make friends because you're a lot more social because not not because you're naive towards the world or not because you're ignorant or whatever. You're just more open in the sense of saying, okay, yeah, you know, I'm out, I'll let like I'll go to this club or I'll join this club and I'll do this and I'll do that because you're still in the learning stages. Mm-hmm. But like as an adult, not to say that you're not learning, but in my opinion, again, I feel that we tend to stick to our guns um we're afraid of new things um again i'm i'm not speaking on behalf of me i'm just speaking like generally from like you know what i've seen and stuff Mm -hmm. because me me personally i don't care (laughs) i'm I'm always down to learn something new (laughs) i'm always down to like oh yeah we gotta take a left now let's i want to see what's down the right road i'm that's just me i'm always down for something new but i feel that as teenagers or young adults even like 17 18 19 we're a lot more open but um, as we get older, we just take in life like how, as it is and say, okay, yeah, you know, um, yeah, this, is, this isn't what I thought it was. This isn't what I signed up for. <laughs> like, you know, adulthood, I don't think any of us signed up for this, to be honest with you. I don't think any of us signed up for this. But um, I just think as the older we got, the more and more we just realized, like, all right, like we have to use the resources around us, try to find new resources if applicable or, you know, um, where at and stuff and just network. As we got older, we just realized the importance of networking. And I really, really wish there was a class. I don't know about you, but I, I wish there was a class in high school that taught you how to network. Yeah, definitely. I think, I think as adults, we just become more self-aware, mm-hmm. self-aware of our surroundings I think we can just like 
detect bullshit a lot easier now. Mm-hmm. I think, I think, I don't know, in Adelho, it's, it's fair game for, for anyone. I think that, I don't know. I just think that some people, I don't know, as adults, we just realize like, we don't, we don't have to deal with certain nonsense anymore that we thought that we had to deal with when we were teenagers, because we, as teenagers wanted to look cool. We wanted to be in a certain clique and oh, this person's doing this. So I should do with that. Whereas when you're an adult, it's like, no, this is who I am. This is what I want. And I want people around me who get that, respect that, and that want me to do well. But I think it's all about self-awareness. And I think also like with adults, like the need to be popular and to have a lot of people around them and the need for validation isn't really there as much as it was when we were kids. So I know for me growing up, like validation was like the number one priority. And like, I, yeah. <laughs> I had to like, I had to show out and I had to do all this just to make myself feel like I was an equal to others. Whereas now as an adult, I don't have that anymore. I don't have that. I don't have that concern because I just don't care. I have my own goals and I have my own, my own motives and my own motivations and desires and apprehensions or whatever. But I don't, I don't need that constant validation from other people in order to do that. But I think that's what's great about being an adult too, because you kind of get it. I know some people, they, you know, some people don't like being an adult. Some people feel like, oh, if I can be a kid again, I totally would. My brother and I, we never felt like that. Uh, we we were all like, we, my brother and I were both just like, no. We kind of want to be adults. We kind of like being our own person. We kind of like having jobs and making money. And yeah, we have bills, but that's just part of it. I don't know. We never saw it as like, oh my God, like I miss being a kid. Like, no, fuck that. <laughs> we Let's be responsible. Let's, let's get these goals up and running. But I think we're friends too, because my brother and I, we, we both have friends, friendships that have been going on for about 15 years now our best friends have been our best friends since middle school. But I think that also says a lot too, because you don't see people with that. You don't see people who have friends for such an X amount of time, but that's because you grow together. But the question is, do your friends want to grow with you or do they just want to be stagnant and not want to pursue anything in their life? Because then what happens is when you have a friend who's stagnant they're not growing with you. They don't have any goals. So then what do you two have in common now? I don't know. I think that's what kind of happens. Like friendship changes and dynamics changes. You get older, but that's why you kind of have to grow together in order to do that. It sucks when like you have those friends for so long and like, you know, nothing's really going on and stuff, but time is going on. Mm-hmm. And with time that goes on, everything withers away. Um, memories will always remain. Don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, everything else withers away with it. And I also feel that it has to do with something I believe you actually wrote about, um, something called, it was, I think it was, yeah, it was your first article. Um, it's called the not, um, the no filter mindset. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that, that, that was another one that I actually liked. Um, <laughs> that was a big one. Yeah, uh, that, that, that was a bombshell for a first one. That was a bombshell for a first one. Um, I just feel like, like, I agree with you, like, with the no filter mindset is the most immature mindset to possess because it's just like, like, 
me, I, I'll be honest, I have a no filter mindset, but in the sense of like being mature, like knowing what to say in what scenario and how to say it. Because Vic, you know me. <laughs> it's like I'm I'm not I'm not I'm not afraid to tell anybody about themselves or like, you know, right. speak my mind, but I do it respectfully. And you know, with no filter mindset, I do agree that it is an immature mindset to have, but that's if you just let it loose. Like yeah. it doesn't even matter. Like like you're at a funeral and you're just like this this motherfucker owed me money. Right. I think- and it, 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 it's just like I just know so many people that are like that and it's just like I feel like you I like I look at them sometimes I'm not, sometimes and I'm just like you could do so much better. You yeah. could do so much better for yourself and the people around you and then you'd be in such a better you'd be in such a better place. When I wrote the blog No Filter Mindset, I I had so many people in my mind because the thing is people want to be honest, which is completely understandable, it's respectable, all that. You can be honest but you can also be respectful towards the person you are being honest to. And part of having healthy communication is honesty, but it's also understanding the person you're talking to's communication style. The problem with people who have this no filter mindset and are just about like, well, I'm a blunt person and this is how I talk. There's no healthy communication. There's no respect of boundaries because you just want to talk however you want. But the problem is with these people is they want to be able to talk like that, but they want the utmost respect from the people they're talking to. That's pure hypocrisy. You're not even, you're not, you're, you're going completely against what you're, what you're doing to other people. And then it's so funny because these exact people who stay in this mold These are the people who are bitter, they're sad, they're insecure, they lose friends all the time, probably really good ones, and they're lonely at the end of the day because, and then they they try to like play victim and say, oh, well, you know, this person's too sensitive or this person just doesn't get the fact that I am the way I am. No, you're rude. No, you're disrespectful. You don't know how to talk to people. The problem is with these people with this mindset is they have, they think they know how to communicate, but they don't. They know how to say however they feel in the way they think is best, but you, they're not listening to the person that's opposite the t- that's on the opposite side of the table from them. They're just waiting for them to stop talking so they can continue on disrespecting them. And I don't know. It's just, but that mindset as a whole is what ruins friendships a lot of the time. I've, I've experienced it. My family's experienced it. I've had friends who experienced it. And it's because people just don't know how to talk. I feel like things could just be a lot better if people just communicated properly. And sometimes people don't know how to do that. And that's totally okay because everything's about a learning process, but it's all about wanting to do it. You could recognize that you need to do something, but until you actually do something about it, nothing's going to change. Like no one's going to sit here and do something for you. It, yeah. If you, if you don't do something about it, it's not going to change. Simple. Right. You know? And I feel like a lot of people just don't realize that. And um, like, I feel like a lot of people don't realize it, but I feel like even more people feel that this is who they are mm-hmm. and whatever. It's just like, all right, like, this is who I am, and you just have to deal with it. And, you know, like, I have a couple of friends that are like that, and it's just, like, I just keep them from 
from a distance yeah because it's just like it, it's too much of a headache like my my eye i'm not even kidding you my eye just twitched as i said that <laughs> and the uh, thing is is that they see it as well you just have to deal with it no i don't <laughs> i don't have to deal with it actually um i don't have to to tolerate your constant disrespect i don't have to nobody has to because nobody owes you anything but i think that i don't know people just don't want to change i think that the fact that people are scared to take accountability for themselves and people are scared of being vulnerable is insane because if people would just allow themselves <laughs> to to like own up to their own shit and if people allowed themselves to be vulnerable and if people allowed themselves to to take these opportunities in a positive way to to improve themselves because it all it does is just make themselves for the better and it just makes them you know achieve greatness in life the world will be a better place but these people they're so stuck in this mold like and and they and these people defend they defend this this way of thinking so hard and part of me wonders if you took that that energy into actually bettering yourself, you would be a much happier person. Because the people that defend this mindset, they don't really sound that happy defending it. But it's like they feel like they have to so badly because that's who they are. Because God forbid if they change, then they just see it as being fake. But it's not being fake. It's being an adult. <laughs> it's it's growing up. You know, it, it, it's a lot harder for people to accept that. Um to accept the maturing process, to accept the growing process. I mean, don't get me wrong. Even though I'm down for a change, I am afraid of change. Like, mm -hmm. I don't know a single person that's not afraid of change. Like, I don't care what anyone says. Change is scary. Yeah. Right? Change is fucking scary. Right? So you have to be okay with it. That's the thing. You have to be okay with change. You have to accept change. And if you cannot accept change, if you cannot sit here and say, yes, I want to change, or yes, I want to change not just for myself, but for the people around me, then you're just going to remain stagnant. Yeah. Um, You know, in, in every aspect of life. And it's just like, well, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know. I think that people, I think people think change is scary because of a fact that they have to do it alone and they know they have to because no one's going to do it for them. And I think yeah. that comes with the whole independence. And I think that comes with like just just owning up to the fact that, yeah, I actually have to do this. If I want to better myself, if I want to have a happier future, I have to own up to the shit that I've done. I have to own up to the shit that's happened to me. I have to own up to my toxic behaviors because whether people want to believe it or not, I think everybody has a form of toxicity in them that they can easily just like help themselves with just with therapy or other coping mechanisms but they have to want to do it and people are just people are scared of that people are scared of that process people are scared of the the aftermath because in reality like when when you start those pro those processes and you start healing and coping and all this stuff you're gonna realize like a lot of shit is not worth it you're gonna realize a lot of friendships are not worth it you're gonna realize maybe your job isn't worth it you're gonna realize well certain relationships with your family are not worth it and i don't know i think people are are 
they're afraid of that. They're afraid of the fact that, oh, things may not be the same if I actually work on myself. But it's like, yeah, they may not be the same, but it's going to be better. So why would you want to stay in your current situation, which you know is not the best, but you can simply just go through the motions and better yourself from it. Um, but yeah, I think people are just scared of, of being vulnerable, which is which is kind of why the variety was created because I was like, well, I know I have this fear too, but in order for me to better myself, I kind of need to go with it. I need to, I need to jump the gun, I need to bite the bullet and I need to create a platform for people who, who can relate. And I think, and that's the thing too. I think like with my blog, it's, it's a, it's a good blog. I have, you know, interesting topics and I have topics that people may not talk about. But I think the, the the real reason why people don't, people like my blog, it's not because of my blog. I think it's more because of the fact that people are scared to be vulnerable. People are scared to open up. People are scared to change themselves. So it's kind of like they're looking at something that helps them, something that connects them. My blog, it's like people, people like it because they can connect. They can relate. They 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 see someone else kind of being vulnerable and it's almost as if there there's someone else doing it for them in a way but it's it's all about connection it's about being relatable it's about creating a community that allows people to be open and to discuss certain topics in a respectful way <laughs> which is yeah I'm yeah let's, let, let's, let's remind people in a respectful way <laughs> in a respectful way <laughs> And I think with my writing, sometimes when I write my blogs, I have to reread them and rewrite them because sometimes I wonder like, ooh, what did I, did I, say? is that a little too harsh what I put? Okay, well, I'm gonna keep that, but I'm gonna fix this sentence because maybe this is a little too rough and I don't want to do that either. Um, I remember I was talking with one of my friends about my blog and she said something. She was like, well, I think your blog is good because it kind of brings a little confrontation in it. And I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I didn't tell her anything, but I was like, well, I don't want my blog to be about confrontation. <laughs> I want it to be about topics that people don't normally talk about. And maybe that does cause confrontation. I, I'm not going to engage with confrontation. I'll engage in a discussion about a topic. But I'm not going to have a whole argument with someone <laughs> over my blog because it's my blog at the end of it and I can type whatever I want. But yeah, um, yeah, I think it's just people just have to be open and willing to grow. And I think that's what my blog's kind of about too. And I think that's what how I see friendships about too. It's about being around people that want to grow with you, but it's about you making attempts within yourself to grow as well. People have to make attempts within growing within themselves as well, or else, again, they're just going to remain stagnant. And, mm -hmm. you know, like I said earlier, change is scary, but change has to be acceptable because it's like we change all the time. Think about it. Mm -hmm. We went from elementary school, middle school, high school, some college. The change is inevitable. It's just like it's going to happen. You can accept it or not. If you're going to accept it, cool. Vibe out. If not then you know you just got to deal with it because the world isn't going to stop because you don't want because you don't want to do something you could change a whole bunch of things um like me i had changed careers um right literally right before the pandemic had started 
and I love every second of it because it's just great, like being with kids and like teaching kids and literally feeding the future as yeah. to like what they need. Um, you know, and change is scary. I was scared making the jump, honestly, but I, I knew it was something that I could do and I knew it's something that I wanted to do. It was just more of when I was going to do it because I was scared to do it. I was scared to make the change. I wanted to make the change, but to be honest with you, I have no clue what held me back. <laughs> like, I didn't know what was holding me back from doing this a lot sooner um, mm -hmm. because I enjoy it. I thoroughly enjoy it and I like doing it. And hopefully, you know, I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna aim to be either a technology teacher, math teacher, or history teacher, one, one of the three. Or I might do like a minor in math and you know, then start aiming for my licenses. It's it's gonna be a long journey, mm -hmm. but I know it's a journey worthwhile. And that's awesome. That is so awesome. I think I don't know. I think as we get older, we have to just kind of make a a determination of what we want. And one day or another, we're gonna have to start working towards that goal. We can't. We can let our anxieties and our apprehensions and our insecurities stop us but how but how long are we going to let it stop how long are we going to overthink about things and overthink and overthink to the point that it's been how many years and we still haven't achieved our goals and I think that I don't know I feel like as I've gotten older I've gotten more realistic with my goals and my my wants for a career and relationships, everything has changed over time because I've gotten more self-aware of who I am, but I've also gotten realistic with what the world is currently offering. I know for so long, I wanted to be this full-time college professor who became a dean and maybe have a tenure and work on a project and whatever. And then I realized that, well, universities don't want to hire full-time professors because they don't want to pay for their health insurance. And then I realized, well, I like stability. I like a nine-to-five job. I love it. I love having weekends off. I love having set person time off days. I like the fact that my current job offers health insurance and I can make a doctor's appointment next week. But in academia, they don't have that. And professors aren't making that much either, which is really, really sad. Um, but I have so much experience in healthcare because I've been working in healthcare since I was 15 years old, like starting in like summer youth employment program all the way till today, just working in different departments. And I've realized, well, I have all this, this experience. Why not use it? Why not become a director within the mm -hmm. hospital or something? I have my stability, I have my insurance, I'll make good money, but I can also teach a class or two on the side and I can use my doctorate towards that. There's even times I wonder if I still want my doctorate because sometimes I'm like, I wanna be a regular 26 year old and I wanna know what it's like to go out on the weekends and not worry about a paper, which I have to do later on today. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I don't know. There's certain, I don't know, I just think that my desires have changed over. I would love to expand on the variety. I've always thought about writing a book in the social sciences genre. I would love to contribute in a book in my future. 
I think there's other wants that I have, but that realistic side of me is like, no, well, continue your doctorate and get this. That way you have the stability. I think stability is just the goal for me. I think it's just knowing that, well, yeah, well, I have this. I have a set foundation. I can expand whenever I want, but I need this foundation. I need to know that I'm going to be okay no matter what. Like having that stability is definitely vital. And trying to like balance everything out can be extremely difficult. Like I remember when I used to be a bank manager, it was, I had no social life. Like I was legit flying out of the bank and like finding parking at like nine o'clock at night to go out by 10, be home by one to wake up at six. And it was like, yeah, I got lit, but I wasn't really happy. Like I was like kind of forcing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Eventually, I just realized that I was just like, yo, if I want to be happy and I want to do me and I want to live, right, like a normal, like 20 year old life, well, whatever normal means <laughs> nowadays, but like, like a happy, there we go. That's more like a happy 20, you know, 21, 22 year old life. I have to start making some changes. And, you know, I made those changes a, a long time coming. And, you know, like I said, I was just scared to make the change. I was scared to take the jump. And to this day, I kind of regret not making the change a lot sooner because I feel like like I'm way happier. I'm way more well-rested. I'm mentally, and this is the important part, I am way more mentally stable than I was as a bank manager. And I'm just happy. I'm just happy overall. And, you know, like alongside of like the career that like I want to do, um, I feel like I'm following the right path. I feel like, you know, I just need to take my time, pace myself and not rush things because Rome wasn't built in one day. The earth mm-hmm. wasn't built or constructed or whatever you want to believe in one day. Quite literally, it, like nothing happens in one day. Shit takes time. And, you know, with all that being said, it's just like we have to take our time. You, like, you have to take your time to, like, build you. I have to take my time to build myself. Hey, why not? You know, like, some people listening to this, definitely go on over to thevariety.net. Take some time, read some of those articles. Like I said, some of my um, favorites were the accessibility versus availability. I think it's, like, the second to most recent. Um, it, yeah, it's the, it's the fourth most recent and then the very, very first. Yeah. Um. Th- those two. Those two are like my top so far, and like I'm gonna keep on reading. Like you know, when like I have downtime and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like today. Um. Definitely. You know, for those who are listening, go on to thevariety.net. Um. Give me a listen. Um. Hopefully, some audio clippings coming soon. <laughs> hopefully, you know. I, yeah. There was a time that I thought, well, because I know. Some people don't like to read, which is fine. (laughs) But (laughs) I thought of like doing audios of my blogs and just having like, they could just, someone could just press play and they could just listen to me talk. But I don't know. I've thought about doing a podcast, but I think it's the same thing with my blog where I was just lazy and I was like, oh, do I really want to do this podcast? When am I going to do it? What am I going to talk about? Who am I going to have on it? Like, it's just, it's, it's a lot. I, you probably know it's a lot to run a podcast. It's a lot to, it's worth it 100%. But I think just the process, the, the nitty gritties of everything, um, where it's just, it's a little challenging, but yeah, on my blog, I just, 
like I said before, I like to just write about anything. So you'll see anything of anything. Um, I only, I mainly just post my blog on my Instagram. I don't post it on Facebook that much because I have family on there. (laughs) (laughs) Understandable. They don't need to know about certain topics. (laughs) (laughs) Um, On Twitter, definitely. I have people on Twitter that read my blog, which is so sweet of them. But yeah, I think my, my blog is just mostly about holding myself accountable, calling people out sometimes. And just me talking about how I've changed and how my perspectives on different topics have changed for the better. Um, but yeah, I change. Change is scary, but it's good. That's how I see it. It's a scary process, but it's good and it's worth it. And we kind of just need to allow ourselves to to go through it. And we kind of have to be there for ourselves because others are going to be there. You know, they can give us support here and there, but we kind of have to realize we're going to do this on our own. We need to be there for ourselves. Change is scary. and We really do need to be there for ourselves because at the end of the day, no one's really got you like you have you. Right. You know, and that's kind of that's kind of the point. You know, it's just like you have to make sure you have you and then everything else will fall into line. Everything else will fall into place and everything else will, you know straighten itself out i feel like it's really really important to just focus on you um take everything else into consideration obviously like take friendships families and everything else but prioritize prioritize and you know everything everything else will work out you put it on a ladder and you say okay yeah this that this that this that and then you go through the steps daily and Mm -hmm. just take a day to yourself like i've learned that like taking a day to just just chill like even if it's like half a day it's really really needed and on that note thank you v for coming on and participating and coming on to the pod i know you know it's definitely been something that we've been talking about for some time it's just we're so busy it's just like Mm -hmm. okay yeah let's let's schedule this um definitely was great recording with you also for everybody else listening definitely log on and go on to the variety.net go on to one of the topics, definitely give it a good read. Well, you heard it from the source herself. There might be some non-readable options. Just just throwing that out there. But for right now, definitely log on. Definitely give it a chime. Um, is there any way um, that people could, like, write to you and, like, kind of say, oh, yeah, like, what do you think about this? Oh, yeah. On the variety, under each blog, there's a comment section. Feel free to comment on it. Um, I also have my Instagram on my blog's web, well, on the website. Um, it's my name and middle initials spelled backwards. So it's A-A-I-R-O-T-C-I-V. Uh, my email is also on my blog. So feel free to email me at vrivera, M-S-O-L, at gmail.com. And Joseph, it was a pleasure. This was so much fun. Yeah, it was. It was. Hopefully this hopefully this transitions you to come over to the podcast where because honestly, I love recording. I love having people on. I like recording with um my other co-hosts to help me and hold it down. Um, you know, running the show and everything. So hopefully, 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 hopefully. I can send out your link to your podcast sometime <laughs> soon. <laughs> hopefully, yeah. That will definitely be something. But it was a pleasure. This this was awesome. This was awesome. Thanks again, V, and thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Conversation Coliseum. Like I say before, and like I say every single episode, if you'd like to participate, be a special guest, or have any topics 
DM us at conversation two underscores Coliseum. Again, our Instagram is conversation two underscores Coliseum. Thanks again, V. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And have a great day. Enjoy your vibe. And see you next episode.